Hi, Steve Cooper, and welcome to another Rank Success uh, podcast. Uh, This is where I share some food for thought. Uh, If you're thinking of going for promotion in the police service to Sergeant Inspector, Chief Inspector, and today's podcast I've called The Greasy Pole. And most of you listening to this uh, will know uh, what the greasy pole is, and if you don't, it's the notion of someone trying to climb a pole covered in grease and uh, you know some people do very well they look like they're doing very well they slide back down to the bottom again it's a bit like one of those it's a knockout games and then suddenly someone will get to the top no rhyme no reason for it no one knows how Uh, maybe they've got stickier skin (laughs) maybe they've got a different set of skills uh, but they get to the top and it's a it's just a kind of capture-all term if you like for going for promotion but I just wanted to share some food for thought around that uh, uh, because it means different things to different people and people experience it differently. Uh, so I've called it the greasy pole and just as a reminder if you do hear some creaking it's not my knees I'm bringing these podcasts to you from a little boat that I have on the um, moored on a pontoon on the south coast so you'll hear seagulls uh, occasionally the one will land on the roof you'll hear a bit of creaking of the ropes as the, the boat is uh, moving very slightly uh, and you may hear some other background noises so just to put that in context um okay so the greasy pole um uh, the other thing I, f- I wanted to mention was i appreciate you know your time is 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 uh, precious to you um time is a really valuable resource so uh, if you just want to kind of shoot and take a quantum leap forward you can download uh, a digital toolkit which covers all of these issues i'm talking about in the podcasts Uh, There's a four-hour promotion masterclass video that I have, and there are lots and lots of free blogs uh, and YouTube videos that you can actually uh, have a look at um, to get match fit for your promotion opportunity very quickly. So then, the greasy pole. Well, what's the context of of, of this? Well, the aim of a promotion selection process is is generally to um, fill positions in the police service and to promote the best available people. Sounds really easy. Oh, and by the way, that's you. Um, but it sounds really easy, uh, fairly straightforward. Um, but the people, uh, the best available people as such, are usually the individuals whose depth and breadth of preparation underpins hard-won success. You know, it's it's not easy getting promoted. A lot of people um, say it wasn't easy. For some people, it is easier than others because they've spent a hell of a lot of time preparing themselves so sometimes months and months and on occasion years and in that experience uh, they may well have had uh, unsuccessful attempts Um, I would always ask people to focus on what they learned from that what went well what was their own reaction to that and how has that helped them to progress so that's the kind of underpinning coaching kind of elements or conversations uh, or points that I would kind of raise from that because that's about reflecting and coming back again better, coming back again stronger. Um, you will notice if you look at some of the testimonials or lots of the testimonials on my uh, website that uh, many people who choose to do this work, who listen to this kind of stuff and who uh, uh, download digital guides or watch the masterclass or have some one-to-one coaching, they do tend to succeed first time. And I think that's because they commit to the work, they make that commitment to themselves to just get on with it. It's something they want to achieve and they want the rest of their life ahead of them. So getting promotion, uh, whether it's your first promotion, your second or your third, uh, is literally about making a commitment to yourself to do the work necessary. And of course, 
I, I may be sounding like a scratch record because I have said this before and also you already know it to be true because if you're listening to this podcast you're probably uh, you're probably highly likely to be qualified so having already passed your sergeants or inspectors exam so you know what it is you've already made that commitment to yourself or commitments should I say because you've made a first and foremost the commitment uh, or the decision that you believe you've got what it takes to lead other people and the second decision you made was to do something about it so you made a commitment to study for months to get through the science and inspectors exam uh, and so here you are so I'm preaching to the converted really in terms of making that commitment to yourself so um, <clears throat> the free dictionary um, describes the greasy pole as being used to talk about someone's attempts to reach a more successful position in their career so perhaps the free dictionary summarizes what I've just said a little bit better than I've done um, but you don't hear the term greasy pole so much today but the economic and political drivers acting on the police service are constantly changing the, the landscape and, and not least in the field of promotions so um, I have blogged before uh, so I don't uh, you know, you can whip across from this podcast if you want to make a note of the fact that I blog. I've pod, I've blogged around the um, the postcode lottery of police promotions, which alludes to the different um, uh, processes that are in place across different forces. Um, and you know, there's a real mix and match approach today. So if you go for promotion in one force, um, the process uh, may look basically quite similar, but the tests involved that you have to uh, navigate uh, are, are different and in some cases markedly so. So um, a mix and match approach with selection processes across various forces, um, you know, th that includes um, supervisor recommendations, um, applications, psychometric tests, presentations, interviews, and or a mix and match of any of those. So hence why I called it the postcode lottery, you know, it's a lucky or unlucky dip depending which force uh, you're in. But as Einstein would say, uh, you know, that, that's nice to talk about, but you have to learn the rules uh, of the game and what the test or the process is in your force and then play them better than anybody else on the day. So, um, whichever system's in place, uh, some people will always be dissatisfied and there's an army on either side of whether the police service get promotion right or wrong. Uh, in the interim, in the meanwhile, in the gap in between, thousands of officers get promoted. Um, I have had people, uh, I do speak with people, and certainly initially when we have a conversation, um, they want to use their valuable time, and it's their valuable time to, to kind of slag the system off, if you like, to complain about the system rather than use that precious energy and time to focus on going forward, to getting better, because there are some things you can influence, and that's about getting better all the time, learning about the process you're going to face, learning about the competencies that you're going to be assessed against, uh, and kind of revisiting or, or visiting for the first time for many people your values consciously uh, and doing some work around those and the shared values uh, linked to policing and going for promotion uh, and leadership and the challenges that that will bring. So. You know, as I say, there's plenty of people who will be dissatisfied by that and there's no one best system in place. Um, but achieving a promotion is a significant challenge and it should be. You know, after all, it's a competition and there's many more qualified people 
uh, than there are vacancies. So, you know, market forces. Um, the aim, as I said at the beginning, is, is to select the best available people. So exposing people to things like presentations and interviews uh, and other, you know, role play exercises has its critics and no doubt it's imperfect. But what it does allow is it allows assessors, it allows decision makers to get a look at you. Yes, it's a brief look because perhaps they should pay a little bit more attention to your career path. Um, but uh, if it's one rule for all, i.e. you get 45 minutes in an interview and you may get a 10 minute presentation on top of that, you may also have to do a briefing on something. Um, you know, it does give them a fair look at you and what they're assessing that they don't put down as a competency is your communication ability and skills. And, you know, it's not unreasonable to expect of a sergeant or an inspector that they're going to be able to brief somebody for 10 minutes or brief a team or brief a whole gymnasium full of football, uh, full of officers before they dis disperse for a, a football match. It takes nerves, it takes bottle, it takes practice and it takes a little bit of knowledge around structured um, briefing models and experience and knowledge all pulled together and uh, you can do all that work far before you get anywhere near an interview room uh, the reality is most people don't do that and they certainly don't do it to the point where they're confident and there's a magic word confidence you know so knowledge and experience equal confidence and lots of cops have got experience lots of it so it's generally the knowledge gaps that i'm working with them to fill uh, it's generally the knowledge gaps that my digital guides, uh, my masterclass, uh, and blogs, um, and one-to-one and, and -one coaching kind of plug. It fills those gaps, those knowledge gaps, matched to your experience, helps you be more confident. And when you're confident, you can generally do things a whole lot better. Just have a think about something you're confident at doing. And generally, you know, you may even be unconsciously competent. So, you know, just take something as simple as driving, for instance, you're unconsciously competent. You know, you can drive from A to B and you can uh, arrive and not really even know how you get there. You got there. So you're not really thinking consciously about what you're doing. You're thinking about lots of other things on the way. Uh, so you're unconsciously um, competent at doing something. So confidence kind of um, breaches different levels. And what we're talking about here is getting yourself match fit and confident to engage, to take part in, and to do your best in a promotion selection process. So, um, as I said, there's no one best system, um, and it's a challenge, and it should be, and it's a competition, and there's lots more people who are qualified. Just because you got qualified, um, you know, well done, by the way. I mean, that's that's a hard task as it is. Uh, and again, that's got the arguments, you know, for and against it, uh, a law exam. Uh, but um, it's... It's, it's a tough challenge to get there, so well done. But at the end of the day, all you've got is a ticket, a ticket for a journey, a ticket for the bus ride, you know, the process of promotion being the analogy there. So you've got a ticket uh, to enter a process, a promotion selection process, and you have a chance of being selected. So the work uh, starts now, if you like. So. How long should you prepare for before a promotion board? Well, you know, I, I like to deal in absolutes, but the world's more complex and grey than that. So it depends is the answer to that. It depends where you are. You may have been unsuccessful last year uh, and you've learnt a lot from it and you've filled those gaps from feedback. You've acted on the feedback from the process. Um, it may be your first time and you've downloaded a digital toolkit 
the, the promotion masterclass, you've looked at my free YouTube videos and you've really kind of raised your awareness levels, self-awareness levels about what's going on in policing at the moment. You've identified lots of aha or light bulb moments that you were unaware of and that you now know. And so therefore you're much more confident, you're much more uh, able to enter a promotion process uh, and to do well in it. So it really does depend where you are. But what I would say is I would say anybody, if you're listening to this and you're serious about promotion, um, I'd say about three months. If you've got the luxury of time, um, three months, 12 weeks of hard work, you know? So the first phase of that would be reading, targeted reading, go wide, go broad. What do you know about policing? Become an authority on it. Get your finger on the pulse about what's happening in policing at the moment. You know, not just locally in your force, but nationally. Uh, and regionally um, and ha have a look at that uh, as part of your your promotion as the first phase and then we can start talking about things like getting aware of what evidence you've got against the competencies um, and then use your background knowledge from the reading that you've built up in that time to uh, add value if you like um, to add in some little golden nuggets that you perhaps wouldn't have done if you hadn't done it okay um, some feedback from from my customers I've, I've alluded to them as um you know uh people who make that commitment people who often come first uh, and so some feedback here a little quote uh, it's a very hard process but it's so worth it if you're willing and able to put the time and the work in so that's some feedback from uh, a customer uh, which on the face of it is fairly straightforward um it reflects the work that they put into it uh, but I always step to the side of that and say, well, look, you know, um, if you're able to put the time and the work in. So, you know, I like to think I take a human uh, approach to this. Not everybody's got the time. So if you're a, a mum looking after two or three kids, uh, or if you've got other commitments in your life, uh, you're perhaps caring for somebody who's not well at the moment. I mean, whatever whatever your other commitments that limit your time to focus for for promotion, um, people have different different uh, amounts of time and different chances and opportunities. So some people get supported at work, they get given some protected learning time, others don't, uh, and really that's really down to your force policy, your own approach and grit and determination, uh, and also the amount of time you're prepared to, to bend, if you like. And when I say bend time, um, I'm not talking about you know quantum physics or anything or, or space time travel I'm talking about you know people like Dean Karnazes who was one of the first uh, endurance ultra ultra marathon runners and when he first started uh, you know uh, thinking about doing it he just completed uh, a long run and he worked out he wanted to become a marathon runner he wanted to do the um, bad water ultra marathon I think which is a hundred miles um, in, in boiling hot temperatures <laughs> but he basically worked out that he had um, no time with a busy day job uh, and working uh, uh, with a family to bring up he chose to get up at three or four o'clock in the morning and run a marathon before breakfast every day now yes he's a superman yes that's an exceptional approach but bending time is what a lot of candidates do finding time clearing the decks clearing your diary um, and that that includes holidays so often i'll speak to people who um, I'll speak to people who have uh, um, a holiday planned, uh, and that's fine. I've also spoken to some people who've cancelled holidays uh, so that they can have the time to go for promotion. Uh, other people like to take away 
uh, my digital guides on a on a on a uh, iPad and and read through them. Start building up some momentum while they're on holiday, so they can come back and use the lap, perhaps the last week of leave to put momentum in. All of this stuff, all of what I'm saying, is about what the difference is in climbing the greasy pole. So it's not just about shooting up the rank system or progressing through your career up the rank system. This is about focused work to get to the first stage halfway up the post if you like or the first marker on the post as sergeant or second marker inspector um so this this food for thought this this reflection uh, is just to kind of set the scene really uh, for you and to kind of support your thinking and as i say before to challenge it where where appropriate and to respectfully provoke it along the way um, so entering a promotion selection process, well there's the first real commitment for you. It, uh, it can be like purchasing a ticket for a roller coaster ride. And by that I mean, you know, highs of elation. You know, you get through, you get through the promotion uh, exam, you get qualified. You're elated, well done. You know, it's a big significant step forward. And then you've got the lows of dejection sometimes. Um, you know where you're unsuccessful or you don't get through the paper sift or you don't get recommended you know having had all that elation and then you don't get even recommended by your supervisor so it is an emotional roller coaster but just put that down park that for a while it's part of the process and the experience of many people who embark on this aspect of their career progression is that there are no guarantees so how are you going to do all this commitment and make this commitment you know there's no guarantees not everyone succeeds so resilience and perseverance are called for and often when i say to people how are you developing your resilience do you have the resilience for this challenge how do you know so we'll have a conversation around that and what do i mean by that how do you become more resilient as an operational cop you know you're going to work every day you're going from incident to incident um and it's wearing and you come home and your time off and your rest days are really important to you. Well, it's the same, you know, for other people in other careers, not necessarily um, as challenging as policing, but people who want to progress their careers, let's just say through banking, um, as, as a first thing that comes into my head. Well, they still have to sit up and burn the midnight oil if they want to pass their banking exams. Financial advisors have to do financial exams. Um, so... You have to be resilient. You have to have a degree of resilience and to look at what that means. So in terms of climbing the greasy pole, what does that mean? Uh, well, it can mean doing everything in your power to incrementally improve your ability to be that candidate and to give your best account of yourself on the day, whatever the process. So when we're talking about how to become more resilient um, as a candidate, uh, for someone and whether you're going for one promotion or whether you your career trajectory is that you know you're listening to this as a constable now but you ultimately see yourself as a superintendent chief superintendent by the end of the service or wherever you've set uh, your marker if you have you know because not everybody sets those markers uh, but either way you're going to have to be resilient so what does that mean well just a quick whistle stop through becoming you know trying to become more resilient um, accepting change so, you know, all the stuff I've just been talking about, you know, promotion processes change. You know, you might face one process this year, and if you're not successful, it's a different process next year. You know, it's a bitter pill to swallow, really. But finding ways to become more comfortable with change. Well, leadership for people, performance and change, 
he's part of the sergeant inspector and chief inspector's role. Leadership for change. What does that mean to you? I will be doing some other podcasts on this and I've certainly done blogs on it and, and videos. But accepting change, having a healthy attitude to change, uh, the impact upon yourself, but more importantly as a team leader, as a leader of teams, as a manager, uh, a leader, a supervisor, change is a central um, ingredient to to you know getting promoted to all the activities you'll be involved in uh, when you're promoted and as I say you'll be leading on this stuff it's not just something that you have to accept find more ways to become comfortable with it um, as I say all of these issues so leadership for people performance and change is covered in my digital downloadable guide so if you want a kind of three course meal on that uh, and then come out of it a little bit wiser, you can download the digital toolkit uh, and crack on with it. And that includes some really detailed examples of um, implementing change, leading through change at Sergeant Inspector and Chief Inspector level. Um, second point, you know, become a continuous learner. You know, you're listening to this podcast for a reason. I hope you learn something from it. Uh, it's not my aim to teach you anything. Uh, my aim is only to make you think. Um, but become a continuous learner. You know, learning new skills. What new skills have you learned recently? In the last 12 months, in the last two years, what new skills have you learned? Is there a sense of purpose and direction uh, that correlates with and aligns to you getting promoted with that? Have a think about that. Um, understanding and applying those skills and how they need to change um, through times of change. So, you know, being resilient is about understanding these aspects. You know, you never stand still. You will never stand still from today listening to this podcast. If you're going to progress your career, um, you should always be asking yourself uh, or get someone else to ask you, how are you improving? How are you improving? So, you know, the theme along all of this really in terms of, of becoming more resilient as well on this, uh, this progress up the greasy pole, if you choose to take that journey, um, is taking charge of your own career and your own development. So this podcast is all about that. Um, my products are all about that. So now some individuals um, just repeat the same things whilst expecting a different outcome. Uh, and that's okay if you've got the time to do that. But the right support at the right time can make a significant difference to how you approach a promotion. And here's some feedback to kind of um, demonstrate that, that I've received. Uh, I tried for nine years and I sat seven boards. This year, I fully embraced your masterclass and I passed. So what happened? You know, that's the question I would ask. And I do ask, you know, so what happened? What was different? Um, often that's around how somebody felt. Did they feel more confident? Um, did it all just come together on that day? You know, nine years. Just imagine the emotional investment in that and the time and the effort, uh, you know, not necessarily spent away from um, you know, family and friends while you're trying to prepare for it and the stress of all that. Um, but seven promotion boards. So clearly there was a couple of um, uh, application processes in there as well that were failed. But what happened? What was it about the masterclass that I have recorded? So I've recorded that now and you can download it. It's four hours. Just listening to that, reflecting on it, picking up new insights can help add to your own skills and experience and knowledge so you know have a think about that Re resilience is important trying to develop your resilience so reflection is important with that as well um, reframing and thinking about how you see your own skills and your talents and your interests um, 
reflecting on it so building some time for reflection and, and developing new perspectives and raise your self-awareness um, and kind of speak to other people you know if you if you it's difficult sometimes to get help and support for promotion uh, and not everybody you speak to is the right person for that um, so have a think about that and where you choose to invest your time and your effort and your energy because you know as you can see from feedback like that doing it right once um, is is probably better than having a go for nine years uh, uh, so just just have a think on that have a reflect on that because you know different routes exist for um, promotion is not referred to as the greasy pole for nothing um, you know um, there's a fast track process uh, for those that want to go for it so constables have a look at some of the fast track um, feedback that you see uh, where I've supported people in, in going from constable to inspector um, so that's one um, some forces have experimented with um, promoting people from inspector to superintendent so either doing that uh, which any chief constable can do or removing the chief inspector rank to allow that to happen to experiment to allow people to jump up a level it's not unknown that kind of concept happens in the FBI and other places um, but just thinking about uh, the different routes that exist um, think about you know are chief inspectors uh, needed well the answer to that is yes and no but what do you think about it what do you think about it particularly if you're going for inspector or chief inspector um, and that opens up some other thoughts around you know what, what are you preparing yourself for how are you preparing yourself and what is your you know where is your ultimate destination or where would you like to get to on the greasy pole um, so despite all of this really um, you know promotions still tick over as does policing and with some smart hard work you can achieve promotion success so key ingredient in that to get up that greasy pole a continuous professional development plan CPD plan a big gap lots of people I speak to don't have one I ask what it looks like it's something that's in their head it's a discussion they had once with their supervisor or it's three or four bullet points that they would like to achieve this year well that's good because that's something written down and we can work with that but if you underestimate the importance of a continuous professional development plan have a look at the blog that I've done called The Killer Question because it's the killer question on promotion boards and uh, it, a lot of people make the mistake of underestimating the importance of CPD not only their own but because of the importance of the link to developing other people so taking responsibility for your own learning and a positive attitude of vital considerations if you want to get to be match fit uh, for any opportunities to climb that greasy pole that may arise uh, and a clear focus on working towards your goal is required and solid preparation is a key to success so you know again uh, you can choose to make that uh, commitment to yourself and you can do that solid preparation and if your time is important to you then why not just download a digital toolkit or a promotion masterclass or go and have a look first at some of the free YouTube videos in which I cover a lot of these issues uh, and see whether that's the right approach uh, for you so you know in summary with this one you know climbing the greasy pole um, if you choose promotion as your future it's wise to be prepared today and you can do that at any stage um, that you choose to do uh, and to make that decision to do that and whatever you do decide um, I wish you all the best and I'll be back with another podcast 
uh, in due course. Thank you.